Thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries. Today, Rick will still be happy, so I'll play the part of the forlorn, miserable part of the group that Rick normally does, because he's still smiling like the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland. It's I've never seen him look more beautiful. If you could just see what I could see now. It's, it, it lives the spirit, man. Anyway, normal service will resume shortly, I'm sure of it. Uh... So, and the reason I can be miserable today is because I've just watched Murder in Chicago Park, or it's also known as A Murder in the Park. And fair play to Rick Walton. He's been looking for this for 18 months at least, and he bloody found it thanks to uh, the help of a Patreon, one of our Patreon pals, and yep. a little bit of, I don't know what you did, Rick. What did you do? A little bit of Perry Mason there? Well, what happened is we very kindly were sent a link, and then Matt, who works in IT, did not trust the link, so I had to get... <laughs> I was like, right, well, I've said we're doing this now. I'll try and find it. Now, the, the trick was, as what you said, is the if you type in murder in the park, Doc, we're going to put the link up in the show notes and on our Facebook yeah, yeah. page. Yes. Because um, this one is worth watching. Um, and what I will it, say is... It was worth watching, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So... So the fact that it was when I watched it years back, it was called Murder in the Park. That's that's the documentary I was looking for. Now, if you find Murder in, is a Chicago Park, it's on yeah, YouTube. It's um, yeah, we'll put the link in the notes, but it's yeah, https u dot sorry http. Are you taking the fucking piss? Go to YouTube and type in Murder in the Park, Chicago. Yeah, Murder in Chicago Park. Murder. It's also called Chicago Park. It was also called Porter. That was its working title. Porter. Yeah, because of Anthony Porter, the guy. It's it's a that would be right. a bit like calling um, making a murderer Avery. That right. would be the working right. title of it. Um, which is a which there's a comparison I'm going to make right off the back for this to describe this documentary. I would say imagine if they condensed making a murderer into one episode. You say that, right? But just listen to a couple of the bits I've got here. So first of all, let's just do the blurb. So documentary filmmakers assert that Anthony Porter, a former death row inmate who was spared the death penalty thanks to the efforts of a college journalism program, was actually guilty and an innocent man was sent to prison and put on death row. So the directors were... Brandon Kimber and in the credits it's Brandon Kimber and Sean Rake and here's the disturbing thing and this proper flipped my brain a bit the money $12,088 that's all it made 12 grand that that wouldn't cover I don't know what that wouldn't that, that wouldn't cover anything that's the lowest we've seen in a long while and it was let's be honest it was it was quite a good documentary it um, was, it was, but I think if you were to do this today, on the back of the popularity of the true crime rise, and which true crime's always had a following, but streaming services yeah. and all that jazz has really blew it through the roof, especially the series. So I think if you did this as a three-parter with a budget, 
it would get a hell of a lot more. This was a passion project from the looks of it, and they do very well with what they've got. But very. on this one, and this is why I say it's worth watching this one, I have, I think, for a one-off documentary, I have about 14 pages of notes. There isn't oh, really? a thing, there's not a thing that was just frivolous within this documentary. That's why I'm saying if you did it as a series, if you space it out, there are sections of this you could have spaced out yeah. and got me to have to write less. That's <laughs> basically what I'm saying. J.J. Abrahams says, um, and the reason he turns down so many notes and scripts, etc., is they don't understand the, the concept of storytelling. And every scene in a movie or a TV series needs to move the story forward. And I found watching this that it sort of, it partially ticked the J.J. Abrahams you know, model of how to do it. Because it did, you did keep moving it forward constantly. I think there were a few repeats in it. But the, the reason, if I could just circle back to the money, 12 grand, right? They had a lot of reenactments here. There were a lot of actors employed to reenact some of the bits. And actors, they don't work for free, Rick. They're not comedians, right? They've, they've got bills to pay. They're not like us. They haven't got Saudi money. Uh, they did not. They. I'm trying my best not to talk about this week. Because, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, fair enough. We're, we're gonna. We're gonna I'll stop back. poking I'm, you. Yeah. I, I think. I think I may have to actually start a separate podcast just to follow the takeover. Um, That's a good idea. What was I going to say? I've been, thro- I've been thrown on the Saudi track now. I'm going to have to wait a second. There we go. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. He's got. To, he's got to push his grin back in. Right. I, I saw scale. a stat today that the Euro Millions rollover was 184 million, and you would have to win that rollover every day for five years to have the amount of money Newcastle United now have Gosh. in their coffers. Okay, right. But this will be the last episode we talk about that. I'll try not to. It probably I'm won't st- be. I'm, I'm just going to give happy. it a break for a while. I'm still happy for you. Um, Wait until it takes two chicken rice. Anyway, so, <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, look. So they employed a lot of actors. Uh, they did. They carried on moving the story forward. It was, it was a good doc. But God, it was miserable. So we're watching this on the back of making a murderer. And it, to me, it was. I, I think I needed like about six weeks of a break. Because it was, it was like the flip side of making a murderer. It was, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. A com- uh, this is again the, as as little preparation as it seems like i put into it there is doc- certain documentaries i don't want you to watch until you've seen yeah, a certain yeah. documentary like west of memphis then making a murderer and then this yes yeah yeah because what happens coming. is sorry that's that'll be fun is dear zachary a patreon pick is it no but it's coming i know it's coming because it's a yeah that and don't fuck with cats i know it's coming because some of our patreon pickies are uh <laughs> wait they're just mean. They're funny and mean. That's why I quite like them. I don't know. I don't want to put myself through dear Zachary anytime soon. That oh, was... wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's, there's not any fun <laughs> twists in that one. It's just unabashed <laughs> fucking misery. Oh, blimey. Oh, Christ. Okay. Well, we've, we've... let's edit this bit out then. Um, so, or for £10 a month, you can... <laughs> you can put us <laughs> through hell. You can have an attempt at knocking me off my happy pedestal right now. <laughs> we'll see how we go. <laughs> so this starts off with Anthony Porter. He gets released in 1999, and he was uh, he was found guilty for the murder of two people. Uh, they call it a Chicago Park. It's not. It's a Lido. Do, do you call them Lidos? 
Do, do I thought Lido is like an inflatable seabed. That's no, the wrong word. It's, uh, it's a, basically, it's an outdoor swimming pool. And they were going through a heat wave in Chicago, and people would break into this outdoor swimming pool at night. And the old Bill were like, well, I'll just let them. It's really funny because you see that and you see the reenactment of like a hot summer Chicago evening and the kids are just going, you're going, that looks amazing. And then five minutes later, you go, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one guy gets held up with a gun, but still goes for a fucking dip. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still hot. I might have lost my two dollars, but I'm still hot. Well, but I don't have trousers to put back on now. I might as well go and swimming. <laughs> otherwise, people will think I'm weird walking home. <laughs> So Porter spent 15 years in prison, and here's where it gets bloody scary. He was 48 hours from being executed. Can you can you imagine having been so close to something so terrifying, and then, oh, hang on, what? It, a stay of execution. And it was, I think, the Innocence Project, which I, it, we need to do some look into that. So it's Northwestern University started yes. an Innocence Project. The head journalism professor... Uh, David Protest, which is really irritating since his name's also a fucking verb, so you always get confused on whether not someone's protesting something or yeah. they're on about protest. But um, so and they his, and his name together. is an uh, um, an anagram of the victim, Porter Anthony Porter. Well, I say the victim, the bloke who's in prison. There's an S in there. You will forget the S's. Just I thought you had to use all the letters in an anagram. Well, all right. Okay, pedants. Pedants die alone, Richard. <laughs> I know you told me last week what that meant, but I don't care enough to ask. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but he gets a, a, a team of students and says, we're going to look into this murder. Yeah. And sets them to task. And in, in it, the way it's done, because obviously the blurb ruins what's about to happen. But yeah. the way it's done is these students they all have good intentions and start pouring through stuff that the police did wrong and everything we've heard in all these other documentaries. And then this one guy goes, there was just one problem. Anthony Porter did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got all these fucking rich white kids that just got the satchels and going, yeah, it's really snowballed. This is amazing. And then they're hugging him as he comes out. And they look like... He has Anthony Porter, when he comes out of jail, right, has a look on his face like he's about to shank one of the students if they stand too close to him. Like He was that close to death. That close. I mean, um, what, one of the weird things I noticed in this documentary, and this might have something to do with the money as well, this was made, I think, by Americans for Americans. Because there's a lot of the stuff they just assume you know. And I was like, well, where's that? I don't I don't know what that is. And it's only... I think How do only, you mean? Just the way they, they said, so it was at Northwest Uni. Well, where the fuck is Northwest Uni? Well, do, we all know that. It's yeah, like if Geographically, they said, I've got a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe but Chicago. Like if, if they said Harvard, if they said, like, you're like, well, g- give us a bit more info. Harvard's... Have, I've never heard of Northwest University. Oh, and it, Matt and it, will stick him. This is of all the stuff you're the about to hear in this documentary. Yeah, yeah. This Matt will stick and point over the week. We need a theme tune for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Little tiny jingle. This is how close he was to death. He was measured for his coffin, and he had to put in his request for his last meal. Fucking hell! Can't they measure for your for your coffin after you're dead? Isn't that just the nice thing to do? They've got a picture of him as well. That'll have his height on it, won't it? You know where they take your mug shot? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I get Can't you. I just fucking I get use you. that? Let's use the theme tune again. Matt Will's sticking points <laughs> of the week. That's fucking. That's, for me, I was just like, all right, so I get exonerated, but can I still eat the scampi? Like, can yeah. you. <laughs> I've been in here for 15 years. Just let us have me fucking chicken nuggets <laughs> before you. <laughs> but they, another thing that made me interesting, because they measured, they gave him his last meal, they measured him for his coffin, but they also then tested if he was competent to be ex- executed. That's insane, isn't it? Which, if you figure out they're too, they're too dumb to kill at that point. Yeah. There's got to be some people who that's their job. Do you know a bit like on the tubes where you can't be the guy who like kicks the heads off the track for more than six months due to depression? You ever hear that? No. Because there's so many there's so many jumpers on the tubes in London, and there's like a there's a safety officer guy who gets paid like a shit ton of money, but he has to go and like you know. Oh, he does six months on, six months off. Apparently something like that, yeah. But that's someone's job to come and give him like a couple of maths questions to go. Hmm. We can kill you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like there must be some impressions of mental illness he sees just when they come on in. Like, but they do the Blade Runner test. Yeah, yeah, the Turing yeah, yeah. test. Like yeah, you yeah. step on a turtle's stomach. How do you feel? Yeah. Like motherfucker, get out myself. You're like, all right. <laughs> I tickled him for five minutes. He didn't laugh. <laughs> uh, and then David uh, protests the professor. Now, he's, he's got form, right? He's written books about this. He runs a journalism course. The students are all involved. But he's also got his own private investigator who is, he, he looks uh, he looks like he could be at The Sopranos. He looks like the actor that played the um, act out in Soaked in Bleach, the Kurt Cobain one the, we did. The, the copper. The, uh, the, the guy who doesn't lie. Yes. Truth yeah, doesn't yeah. take a day off. <laughs> and this guy like has to go down in the top 10 pieces of shit we've seen. In my mind, for what this guy does he's as a living. Rough. Yeah, he's out of order, man. He is out but of order. in terms of putting together my all-star defense, if I was ever a millionaire going to court, I have Robert Durst's attorneys and I have that guy as my PI. He gets results. He certainly gets fucking results. But the big thing that we've kind of skipped over that this landmark ruling did for 48 hours to go, it actually abolished the death penalty in Illinois. Yes. So the politician commuted all death row to life sentences. Yeah. You can imagine some guys just sitting down to a lobster dinner with a napkin on this. Take that away from (laughs) (laughs) Chuck it in the bin in front of him. You're going nowhere, Cecil. Um, and the, Paul Salino, along with the students, he finds the real killer uh, named, who's, this has got to be, I love a good name, the, and this bloke's got a great name, All Story. What a great name. Uh, his name is All Story Simon. Uh, and basically, you get shown this confession of him confessing, and then you get shown uh, his wife confessing that she watched him do it, and she... He, she watched him execute these two people in the Chicago park. And you're like, well, why weren't they questioned when the guy was put on trial? And then all the coppers are coming on. Yeah, with, yeah, listen, I know you all think all stories, Simon did it, but he didn't. We got the right guy. And the press and all the politicians are like, no, you didn't. The police are corrupt. The police are shit at their jobs. The lawyers are terrible. And everyone who conv- convicted Anthony Porter was tarred with a very bad brush. 
And you get the reaction from the cops. You got uh, Chuck Salvadori, who like he just seems like he's in dragnet, and like you sit <laughs> and, and again, this is a good one to watch after making a murderer because when he yeah. gets taken to court for the civil suit for uh, coercive confessions and saying they beat up Anthony Porter to get the confession, you have to list his assets. Yes, and it's like everything will be taken away from you because they're suing them personally for twenty-four yeah. million. Yeah, yeah. Which um, then again, after making a murder, you're like, "All right, which side is this really? Yes, which side absolutely, is this really right? going? It yeah. is a fascinating different angle to this. It is like a um, once you've watched. I don't know we keep referencing making a murderer, but when, once you've watched that and then you watch something like this, it's almost like watching where the ball's going to fall in uh, roulette. You're like, "Oh, okay, what? Oh, it's bounced. He's innocent. No, he's guilty. No, he's innocent. Oh, he's guilty. Cool. Oh my God, it's in zero. What does that mean? It's um, yeah, it's." And these poor people, right, whose lives are, I mean, because the, the, the first thing is, and this, as we mentioned this on the Patreon, let's not forget the victims, right? So two people had their lives taken away from them. And you get to meet, you get to meet their mums, their sisters, right? And they're like, look, someone did it. Who fucking did it? Right? We want justice. And what are you saying? We've let out the, the killer or we haven't let out the killer or what? Tell us the truth. We just want to know that justice has been done and our loved ones are, you know, up in heaven. Yeah. We feel like they didn't die in vain because the right person got punished. And this comes into it. By the way, just, just by the off, because we're skipping ahead a little bit. At the very beginning, did you see the disclaimer? Yes, I didn't make they, a They had a though. South Park disclaimer saying this is the... Basically, because everyone double talks, backtracks, this is found out 10 years later... And I think it's something I'll bring up later. They're like, this is the accounts of the people in it. If it turns out Alastory Simon did do it and ended yeah. this and ended that and get out, which I don't think that is the case. I thought that was very interesting. I think the reason why is the pieces of shit in this one are the lawyers. And they're like, listen, these guys know how to fill, like, file a subpoena. These guys know yeah. how to file defamation suits. Let's just put this at the beginning. Same way they did in Game Changers, where they're explaining vegetables are better for you than fucking raw beef. Yeah. The um, the eight, eight minutes in, the Anthony Howe, he's the founder of the Whole Truth Project, he, he summed the whole documentary up. We've got the right guy behind bars. The wrong guy was released, but it was all a lie. Anthony Porter did kill those two people, and when he said, "and I suddenly I'm, I'm like, but we've still got the, so we've got the wrong guy behind bars, haven't we? Surely, and it was, yeah. And but and at any point, you just get more and more confused the more you watch this. You're like, well, who's someone's lying? Someone is there fucking lying. There was a lying. million people in this thing because they go yeah. through the whole initial crime of who's in the. Uh, the outdoor bath, uh, the outdoor swimming pool area. Who's in the bleachers? Yes, um, yeah, yeah. where they stood. Who was initially robbed? Who then went up to the bleachers? And then there's one part where it's uh, I think it's Kenneth Anderson or Kenneth Williams is a really good talking head in this, who's clearly in a correctional facility himself at the time uh, of giving it. Yeah, that guy. He, yeah, he, yeah. He looks like Luke Cage, but he's yes, cool as fuck. Yeah. He's talking about. Uh, Anthony Porter and goes everyone knew Anthony so we went in we said hello to him out of respect because you know Anthony he's a fucking bully and he's a, a problem he do, and you hear a recount of a story saying like my pal that was with us was sat on his stoop and um, 
Anthony Porter came over and kicked his dog when he complained. He shot him in the head. <laughs> Thankfully, it was a grazing shot, and he survived. Like, isn't that not an episode? Like, we've seen worse documentaries about less than that last 30 seconds he just said. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he does sound awful. Um, what what'd you do after being shot in the head, and you're like, well, am I lucky. immortal? How did <laughs> <laughs> There would be an element element of cockiness about you, wouldn't there? Walking down the street. <laughs> not not when Anthony Porter's about. Like, <laughs> I'd look at the floor. There's a great bit where, uh, so they show they briefly touch on the trial of Anthony Porter, and then they show, which I always love this bit. They show the sketches of the sketch artist of the court proceedings. Did you notice anything about them? Because the no no oh okay because the sketch artist wasn't he must have phoned in sick that day and they just got the guy who draws up the cartoons they got him in because everybody was cartoony it was so weird it was so shit you're like that's a bit shit isn't it who did that or did they get that and that was part of their budget cuts court sketch artists now. There's a job you'd be worried for your job safety now the invent of I don't know cameras no here's the because i thought about that before um and i got into this with someone once they're fine because you're not allowed uh i believe you're not allowed recording equipment of any kind in a court now i'm going back a few years but mm-hmm. yeah and because you're not allowed to sit there with your mobile phone and it's like a comedy gig. You're not allowed to record I that know, shit. I know but in the same vein as a stenographer or a court artist I mean, I would just have, you know, a clock of the court, a bit like at the end of a gig at What Off Comedy, this guy, all right, can everyone just bunch in a second there? <laughs> click, 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 click. Thanks very much. That's for the Facebook page. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we see video footage of a lot of trials now. Like, obviously, people, punters in the audience, they just want to go around and watch the trial. Or the, or, or the, yeah, you can't hold your phone up. But I do think that's a job that maybe we don't it's need. It's going to go. Yeah, yeah. You're right about the stenographer as well. That why are they there now? Because the tape recorders invented like 60, 70 years ago. You know, just put that in there, can't you? But the tape recorder. I think a stenographer has a different function because you go, uh, could could the court could read, read back? back? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like you've seen it going through like an hour to edit a bit, and you're like, oh fuck, now that's what he's talking about. Yeah, it's very tough about being shot in the head and getting up. No, no. And then you get to the point. So I can understand the, st- the stenographer's job more so than the caricaturist. The, the stenographers are incredibly fascinating. So I forget what book I read about them in, but effectively, the better you are as a stenographer, the better cases you get. And each case pays a different amount. Wow. Right. So if you so basically, they have like the Premier League stenographers, and then it goes down the courts. As you get to the shittier courts and the... I just imagine in Italy, it's like the Roman posse of stenographers. You go, can you read that back? Yeah, he said he didn't do that shit. Okay. Are you sure? No, he definitely said it. Move on, judge. Um, And what I really liked about this documentary, and it was incredibly handy for a, a little pedant like me, every time someone appeared on the screen, they put a little box around their name and what they did every single time. That was well, handy. 
You've got no, to, they don't like do 12, that on. Twi- I know they don't do it on all. Yeah, I know yeah. they don't, especially not on like a series when you've seen them eight times. The yes. only difference is it takes us three months to watch ten episodes of something due to you know our lives falling apart yes. <laughs> temporarily <laughs> in between. <laughs> Who's that good? Oh, he's Thomas Couric, I think it was. I don't know. <laughs> he's either. Is it a good D or a bad D? That's all you need to know. Um, but I thought that was really handy. And what I also liked, but what I did like about this is I found out, because I watched it on my phone, as the director intended, if you double-click the phone on YouTube, it jumps back 10 seconds. Does it? Yeah. I did not know that. So that was incredibly, that was that made the whole documentary worthwhile just from that. Um, you tell that to Alistair Simon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, your your sacrifice was not in vain, Alistair. <laughs> not in vain at all. And basically, the whole doc then starts picking apart what the students evidenced to get Mr. Porter released. Um, and do you think they'll do you think they'll go back and get a lower grade then? How do you mean, sorry? So they would. So say they they got him released, right? So that's got to be an A plus on the right. course. And now they they're going. Actually, you. We think he's guilty. You got him released on coerced confessions. Yeah, hang on. You've got to come back. This is a fail all over. Well, that was like six years later. This was an extra credit course, and it's all six years later. And it's funny how the students are kind of like manipulated and they're doing what 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 you Siriano is he called? Yeah, yeah. What what Paul Siriano? Yeah, the PI. He he, he says they. Yeah, if you think they do the fucking hard work that you're yeah. smoking some good <laughs> shit and you find out that he's telling the exact truth. These are guys like, could you ring up this person and make sure he lives there? Yeah, why? We're going to send a fucking goon around there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, did you notice none of the talking heads were any of the students? No, they refused to be in the documentary. Yeah. That came up there. Protest refused. Siriano refused, as did one of the... Uh, Pellet court judges later, and okay. yeah, but they did get a load of other talking heads, right? So they had uh, Porter was in there, although not as a talking head. Uh, Al Story was in there as a proper talking head. His the, the clips of his ex-wife, uh, the, oh, Port, man. Port, uh, Salvatore, the uh, Charles Salvatore, the prosecutor, he couldn't be more of a stereotypical lawyer, could he? The accent, the tie, the, oh, the gold around him. He was a police, I thought he was he the was prosecutor. A, it, no, no, he was the police officer indicted on the... Because uh, he arrested Porter. Him and Dwyer Anderson, I think he was called. I thought that fella. was the big fella. In, the, no, those him. two yeah. got the case. Chuck Salvatore oh was a cop. God. I thought he was... He looked like... Are you sure? He looked like a lawyer. I know that's... Promise I, you. I don't know if that's rude or not, um, to say someone looks like a lawyer. But, yeah. It depends on their ethnicity or religion. Okay, he he looked like a lawyer. So let's, let's just leave it at that. Um, and then, basically, then we get to a... I feel like we're jumping around a bit here. It might be because of my Which the notes. documentary did, because it jumped right. from the the whole thing. that it, it, it had the hook to get you to watch it. Now you've got the slow unfold, but it yes. jumped around timelines, which is why I say if he did it over a couple of episodes, there'll be moments to digest what just happened. So they could have had an episode on Porter and then an episode on Al's story and then the sum up. Yeah, yeah. the initial murder. So in the park, they get shot. one gets shot in the head and the other gets shot through the hand, through the throat. 
Yeah. And then she then runs away, runs past a police officer, and a second police officer picks her up. Yeah. And they both died in hospital. Yeah. So and you could have had that, and then you could have had his trial, and yeah. then you could have had the Innocence Project, but instead it's all lumped together, and you get like one talking head will reveal something mental. The next talking head reiterates yeah. that's mental that happened, and then yeah. something else crazy happened. So this is, I think, Fully, thoroughly, thoroughly recommend watching this documentary because I don't, actually. I don't think we can cover everything that happens, but it does picture a lot of true crime cases we've watched and probably within the next year going to yeah. watch and in I a slight say, different light. Like in a couple of months, I, I probably would have, I probably might. I enjoyed this. I think I just probably would have enjoyed it more if it wasn't straight on the back of like making a murderer. Um, and we also. We, we come up against the grand jury again, which is, um, so it's grand jury, just if you haven't listened to all of our stuff before, it's a jury set up by the prosecutor to determine whether there is enough evidence to pursue a prosecution. Um, and it means the jury can go and ask questions. And the jury, are they laymen? So could me and you get, in, get sucked into being on a grand jury? Or would they go, actually, you're an ex-cop. You'd be good at coming, coming and do this. I think a grand jury is of judges, if I'm not mistaken. No, I didn't. No, I get it was laymen is the way We'd I We'd have to look that it. up for the next one. Yeah. But that's the, there is one level you get to, which is, I think that might be Supreme Court. The Supreme Court like, is all judges, yeah. But the jury is given investigative powers. That's the main point of the grand jury. And they start subpoenaing the students, uh, the professor... Just quickly, just quickly, because again, this is super jumpy about and check it, check check out the video. But um, the, so this, one of the things the students go to start claiming that Anthony Porter didn't do that is they go and reenact the murder. Yes. They go there and they reenact it and they go, well, if this person, and it does have good maps of where each key witness was at the time. Yep. In the reenactment during the shooting, you've got Kenneth Williams. Um, he's talking about how he's in the pool. And his mate's on the diving board, and he's about to spring up and spring down, and he sees someone get shot, and he's just jumping up and down on this diving board and runs the other way. <laughs> like, that moment in someone's life is something I want to hear a description of. Do you know what I mean? Like, right, I'm going to do a, what the fuck is that? Okay, that's the street bully. He's just shot everyone in the head, and I'm jumping up and down like a glowing, flashing light that I've just witnessed this shit on a 10-foot diving board. But so when the students 15 years later go and reenact this to say this is bullshit, you couldn't actually see that spot from where these people are. And that is the fucking smoking gun that makes them like bloodhounds go and try and yeah. prove this guy's innocence. Now, the funny part is they never looked up. They, in 15 years, they added stuff to it. So they added railings and beams and benches yeah. that obstructed that view. They never took that into account. They just went, we're onto something here. Do you know what yeah. I saw in those students, Matt? I saw Matt Will's enthusiasm <laughs> is what I saw. I saw someone just stamping the green light. Yeah, let's get it done. Let's do it. This is brilliant. What do we need? What's we next? need the tick in the box to find this guy innocent. Let's go get that tick. Come on, team. Um, and fair play to them. They, you know, they earned their A+. plus. The, the thing about those students, though, they I kept thinking of Scooby-Doo. They were like... What was the gang called in Scooby Doo? Freddy and the mis- there's the mystery bus. I know the mystery right. machine is the yeah the the van. But uh, yeah, and it was never going to be the young guy because our story was quite young, wasn't he? It's never the young guy. Yeah. It's always the old fella who, you know, he would have got away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. I quite liked 
Al Story's ex, his wife, who fingered him for the job because she done a fucking number on him. <laughs> and well, that becomes a whole web as well. Like, yes. So Anthony Porter's in jail. They've already started looking into his case from the Innocence Project, and a guy is about to be shanked in the the prison yard and he gives him a heads up so he doesn't go out and someone else goes and shanks the people that's meant to shank him. <laughs> so as a thank you, he says you'll help out with his case. So he is then promised money and attorneys to help him get off if he then places Anthony Porter elsewhere or says that Alastory Simon did this. He is the nephew of um, Alastory Simon's ex-wife yeah. who Inez. fucking hates him. Inez, and says that not only will he get out, but also she'll get money and she'll get her son out of jail if she says he did it. So they go to her house, they buy her a bunch of groceries and heaters and all that, because, again, it's taking advantage of low-income families that are just like any sort of help is massive to them. Well, not not only that, but they did this. Did you know where they interviewed her? Did you notice that? I did not. Interviewed her in Milwaukee. You know what? You know where Milwaukee is close to, don't you? That that is close to Manitowoc County, Rick. Oh shit! So she was shitting herself, right? She doesn't want to, because they probably turned around to her and said, "What do you know about Stephen Avery?" She's like, "I don't fucking know nothing." Let's let's put that timeline in perspective, then. Right? That would have been around what two thousand and. Two two or eight, about just well, after no, Avery's went down. No, no, because I think she was dying in two thousand and five, so it was it would have been around that time. Because then she, yeah, I think oh six he gets out. Right. So, wow. So imagine around that time. So you got two law enforcements in that area. Yeah. Right. You're, you're, wow. You don't fuck with the police. That's the that's the message that's been put out. Right. That's. And most of the time, you know, they do a great job. It's just those bad ones that make it through. And, and since David Protest has had books made, and they made a CBS movie starring someone playing him as a character for a previous exoneree story he worked yeah. in, which you got to believe there's a documentary about those guys. But it was the X-Files fella, David Duchovny. Was it Duchovny? I thought yeah. it was someone who looked like him. Oh, okay. Dukovny's a lot better looking than the guy they used. He's a great looking bloke. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, he, I, no, I, I thought, thought it, it had him. a look of him. I, I wrote down the ex, uh, the X Files fella. That's exactly what I've written. Which, and yeah. it's a CBS movie, which again is intertwined later. The fact he's got the connections of CBS. Yeah, because they keep mentioning Hollywood money. They're like, listen, if you finger all story Simon, we'll make sure you get a cut of the movie profits. You know, we've made a movie before, don't you? They're like, what? And a book. Do you know how much money a book makes? And then they're showing him the dust jackets, aren't they, of the back of books. Go, look, this is the guy. This is the guy who's going to fucking do it. And then it will cut to that guy, protests, and it will cut to him being interviewed by the grand jury. You know that bit? Uh, he's been deposed. as been deposed, uh, yeah, yeah, at the grand jury. And he says that there's a bit where Bill Hicks talks about, um, was it Rodney King who started the 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 beating of Rodney King, which started the LA yeah, riots. The LA yeah, the LA riots, yeah, Rodney King. And there's a bit where Bill Hicks says, and uh, the police officer comes into court and he's got his testicles in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> Big balls coming through. That's what protests reminded me of. He was sitting there 
being deposed, right? Hell yeah. No, no, absolutely. Shit, no, didn't know nothing about that. And he's laid back. He's drinking a bottle of water. He's so relaxed because he doesn't think he's untouchable, right? But also depositions go on for hours. Like that guy in Nobody Speaks who went, I don't know, a four-year-old just to be a dick is a right. lashed out answer. Yeah. So you're there for ages. They're asking you all questions, which are basically the sum up of, are you a dick and should you go to jail? That's the, that's the question reworded a thousand different ways. And uh, so Paul Stiliano, like what what the Northwest students do is they paint it as there's only one witness. Yes. So they, they hunt him down. He says, leave me alone. Paul Siriano shows up and starts getting fucking aggressive with him, makes him sign an affidavit with, to say, like, uh, he writes the statement himself and gets him to sign it. Yeah. Because he just wants it to be over, right? He's been interviewed about this his whole life. Yeah. And he's scared of the family, the reach, because they they know they know what this guy's capable of. Yeah, he still lives in the area. He's- and then it cuts back to David Protest being uh, deposed. He goes, you know Paul Paulo Siriano was doing that? And he's drinking a drink goes, surprise the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> he threw his mate right under the bus. I had no knowledge of that. Um, and then... Here's an email asking you, uh, you asking him to do that. I went, hey, I don't know how he got my email address. But, but the thing that... Because up until this point, you're like, well, look, we've got... We've got Simon Allstory on video confessing to the murder. And, and well, his wife said she saw him do it. And so you're like, well, okay, well, maybe the students might have cut a few corners, but they've got a they've got a videotaped confession of the killer. Well like so he's clearly Anthony Porter is clearly innocent. Turn up at Alastory Simon's house in Milwaukee, and he is on a three day smoking cocaine rocks binge. No, that wasn't the, the students. That was um... no, no. The students came first. Oh, what? No, no. Sorry, no, no. Not on the cocaine binge. The students yeah, come. The up students first. just turn up, don't they? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the students turn up, and he says, "Your name's popped up in a murder case." You're like, well, how the fuck's that? Yeah. He has a chat <laughs> with them. He, he says this. What do you mean, popped up? <laughs> yeah. That's like someone said to me, Rick. I heard you book gigs for. Uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Who'd you so, hear that from? <laughs> who's being excommunicated. <laughs> so so they turn up, they say this to him, and then the students leave, and David Protest gets out of the car and hands him a business card and says, thank you for talking to them. And just before he's about to leave, he says, uh, an innocent man's about to be executed for the, for what you did. He's like, get the fuck out of here. I haven't yeah, done yeah. anything. And he, the act out's really funny, because, again, I don't, I don't think these are actors you have to pay a lot. It's it's mime. It's it, it would have cost money, but I I think twelve k could have covered it when you look at the act outs in in, in their own entirety. This isn't soaked in bleach. And then it cuts to old Simon, uh, sorry, old story Simon's uh, talking head, and he says, "Look, I just done a three day Charlie Bender." <laughs> Paul Solorino turns up, the uh, professor's investigator, and he says, "He's they, got a fake badge." Yeah. And he said they bogarted their way into his house. I've never heard that expression before. Um, and then they showed Gordon's all the... St- fake badge, yeah. But yeah. Sorry. It, he hasn't, no, he hasn't slept for three days. Uh, he's been on. He's been doing rock cocaine, hasn't he? So, uh, and then they showed him a video where a guy fingers him for the murder. And then they show him the video of his ex-wife telling him that she saw him do it. And he's like, 
Well, maybe I did do it. What? what? I, d- I don't weird. remember doing it. Did I do it? Hang on. Wait just a second. So they t- they show up at half six in the morning, and that is very important that they turn up at half six in the morning. And they, um, to their own words, they bull rushed him, and he didn't mentally recover. And what happens next? But one of the reasons they showed up at half six in the morning is because at half seven in the morning, David Protest is on fucking CBS TV explaining how Alistair Simon is the guilty man in this. So they turn. Um, you imagine someone turns up to your t- your house, right? Yeah. Turns on the television, and they're yeah. saying you're he doing what. Yeah. So then they're like, what? And then they showed him videos. They showed him his ex-wife thing of it. And in court, you could have annoyed, argued she's batshit crazy. But they also showed an actor. They had actors but, come in yeah. and do that shit. But they didn't tell him it was an actor. They said, yeah, this is a witness. And he's like, man, these cops are fucking giving me a hard time here. And all the time they're going, you're going to go to death row. You know that. We're going to kill you. That's what we're going to do. And then they start really threatening him. with They, they start pulling their guns out on him and go, do you want this to go the easy way or the hard way? Like, Hang on a second. You're already threatened him with, with death row. What, now you're going to pistol whip him. There's there's a moment before that because after he shows the, the, the thing and he goes, I'm going to come clean with you now. We're not cops. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, we'll get the fuck out of my house. And then they wouldn't leave. They don't yeah. let him grab the phone. They don't let him do anything. And they just browbeat him. They're, going, They're coming here in half an hour. Here's the statement. You need to read this out. And they made him practice and rehearse the statement. And then they they don't give that statement to the police. No. What they do is they give it to CBS, yeah. who played the edited version, and they instantly release Anthony Porter yeah. from jail on the back of that. And but they'd offered, um, bear in mind, he'd been on Charlie, right, for three days. So he's fucking off his nut. So he hasn't slept. He's high. And then they said to him, we'll give you some of that Hollywood cash as well, plus the books and this. You, you, you won't do a long side in time. You know, you won't do a long time inside. It'll be fine. He's like, okay, no. all right. Would you? Yeah, they, they videotaped his confession. And then that, that was it. That's 15 years of his life gone. Interesting point. So then they talk to the kind of post-conviction lawyers and they go, in the, in the literal handbook, of coerced confessions. This is the list, which is very interesting <laughs> given what we've done. So yeah. it was du- under duress, coercion, intoxication, yeah. diminished capacity, mental impairment, ignorance of the law, fear of violence, actual infliction of harm, threat of a harsh sentence, or misunderstanding the situation. So out of all those 10, he covers nine at least of those. Yeah. Now, the most fascinating part of this is the person who wrote the book on coerced confession was Paulo Siriano. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote the fucking book. Um, and here's the fi- thing, right? So, Cialino puts him in touch with a lawyer. The lawyer is connected. Rimland. Yeah. He's connected to Siliano and uh, protests. And he yeah, just has a business up, relationship just... with protest and he shares yeah. an office with Siriano. Because what Siriano does is, if you play a ball with us, this is just about saving this man's life. Okay, yes. and what we will do is we'll give you the best lawyer in Chicago and also said that you're wanted on a rap for another murder. Um, yeah. Which you're on one for you somewhere you would never were, so you could believe you'd be on two. 
and then they put him in touch with Rimland, who then comes on in and basically says, it doesn't matter what you did, you're pleading guilty because they've got so much evidence on you. Yeah. And he said he didn't even he didn't even ask if I was guilty. He said, I told him I was innocent. He went, yeah, it don't matter. Um, he said, you're probably you going to a- be found guilty. So if you confess, you'll probably get a lighter sentence. Um, they said you'd serve no more than two years and you'll have money yeah. from the book and the TV rights. Yeah. Um, Old Simon's um, pastor, Reverend Robert Braun, said, fire your lawyer. And he's sitting there, isn't he, after the after the event and said, I don't know why I didn't listen to my pastor. Like, he, he that guy knew what was going on. They're, they're kind of all hoodwinked into thinking, right, so they're getting the death penalty abolished and we're all going to get paid on the back end for doing this. Is kind of what they're seeming. And the whole promise of no sentences, this won't go to trial this will be sent to the prosecutors of this case it'll be nothing to do with you it also has um a guy called michael medina turns up he's only in for one minute because i when i heard alistory simon as account of the events i believed him a hundred percent because i had paolo siriani turn up at my house try to rush in the house i put my arm up and he said if you keep collecting evidence there's a good chance you'll get a bullet in the head yeah and walked off well, old story, Simon, he even apologised to the victim's mum. He said, I'm really sorry about what I did. Well, they made him do it. They did the Brendan yes. Dassey. Are you sorry yeah. for what you did or are you not sorry for what you did? So they had to have him turn to him and, and had the emails of saying he had to do this, of turn around and it'll look good in court if you apologise to the mother. And then they film that and then they send that out. Again, to the TV stations, not. Yeah, I just it was... It must be terrifying to be in that position, like to be, because effectively, it's like you're a plaything, aren't you, for this author to get a good book? Yeah, it's as simple as that. He's like, well, and what it's do about I, him what, massaging what the, pieces, the media yeah, connections. Yeah, yeah. What what pieces do I need to line up to make this a better book? And he even said that, didn't he? I'm just going to go massage the media. Let's massage. They the story. just sent an email to CBS to say he's also connected to another murder in Milwaukee. And then they showed him that bit of paper and then says, so this is how you get around this. And then then they turn around and go, look, there's a plea deal for 40 years. Not two years, 40. Yeah. And the, there's talking heads at the time going, look, for this, if you weren't paying close attention, you'd think Rimland's an excellent lawyer because he's getting 40 years for a crime. Yeah. He might be out in, say, 2025. For something someone is about to be put to death for, if you weren't paying attention, yeah. And this is a heartbreaking moment where it shows when the penny drops for Alice Story, because Alice Story sees a news report, like a newspaper article, about how Rimland was given an award to protest and Siriano for getting Anthony Porter out of jail. Yeah. And he's just like, so these guys are all in fucking cahoots. Yeah. By then, it's too fucking late, right? It was, it was brutal. Porter um, took the city of Chicago to court over wrongful that, again, um, imprisonment. Do you know, if you're talking about how good this documentary... I mean, the story is incredible. The information, the facts, there is not an ounce of fat yes. on this documentary. <laughs> like, I, you have to keep... Like, we've missed out 10 people that are important at talking least, heads at least. at least 15 twists and turns around this and we're not even like and then if you had the footage 
of this fucking goon killer taking the, them to court, and then I went, "We're not giving." He, he's trying to sue him for twenty-four million, and anyway, yeah. we're not giving you anything because you clearly did yeah. this shit. <laughs> he was um, he he won nothing because uh, there was probable cause, and I just kept thinking of Benico del Toro in the Usual Suspects. Yeah, they got no PC. What is it, man? Mm-hmm. They got no fucking PC. What the fuck? <laughs> You want to be careful, Porter, he'll flip you. He'll flip <laughs> he'll you. He'll flip you. <laughs> um, so in, in the end, uh, it turns out that they released Porter. But uh, here's the thing. This is the fucked up thing. Like, if a judge in a court of law says, no, you did these murders. Yeah. Alistory <laughs> Simon is still sat in a jail in cell. Jail. Well, he did 15 I, I, years. Are you going to let me out then? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, who said that? Can, it, can anyone hear that? Um, David Protest, the professor, he gets fired because he misled everyone from his boss to the lawyers, right? Um, he left the Innocence Project, then set up the Chicago Innocence Project. <laughs> I'd like to look up. <laughs> what the, the, the idea, I want to know, is that the Innocence Project that's now involved with the Averys? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's the in- isn't that the Innocence Files? Or is that just another documentary? The, That's another documentary. There's, there's a lot of people out there fighting for justice, and some of them are going to be doing the wrong stuff. Is what I've learned. The no, the Northwest uh, University, when protest was made to resign, and they this all came out, attorneys resigned. They left their position and went yeah. fuck that. I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, it was awful, man. In 2013, Chicago reopened the case, and all story is finally released, mainly um, due to his innocence. It's little things like that. that, that that's that's the main key feature in it. Isn't yeah. The fact he was, um, oh, sorry. Oh, by the way, his ex-wife, which is a big deal, uh, recants on her deathbed, which you see the footage of. That's brutal, man. Of her with the oxygen up her nose saying, like, I wanted to tell the truth, but I didn't want to take this to my grave. They promised us money. We didn't get it. We promised us help with the lawyer, with uh, lawyers for my sons. We didn't get it. And I was angry with them for leaving the marriage. He is innocent of this crime. Yeah. And as a little reoccurring theme in discussing documentaries, protest and Siriano cannot be prosecuted because due of. To- <laughs> The Statue of Limitations. <laughs> That's some Italian law shit going on right there, man. Which, if you do the maths on that, that means... ten years? Yeah. yeah. I think the amount of time Brendan Dassey's been in jail at the end of season one of Making a Murderer, you can't then prosecute anyone for what right. they did to him. Okay. The um, I like the city of Chicago because basically the bus was coming along... And they threw uh, Professor Protest and the kids and Cialino right under that bus. They went, it's disgusting. They were awful people, just truly awful. We're really sorry, really, really sorry. They went, yeah, look, miscarriage of justice here. We're sorry. And fair play to them, right, for saying that, because there was a miscarriage of justice. So, and the sad thing here is... um, Miscarriage of justice. All stories. Mum died while he was in prison, which was very upsetting. That's heartbreaking. They had the footage of him yeah. walking out, and oh yeah. my god! Like, and then, so obviously, what happens next is all stories released. He's going to be given some money, right? 
There's a story about that. And Mr. Porter goes back to prison. I got to be honest. If I'm in Milwaukee, I don't know if I'm suing the police because <laughs> Ken Kranz is still an officer at this time, and I'm like, all right, I'm due twenty four million. Shit, man! It was just, you so just you think all of freedom. that's going to happen, right? You think so? They're going to reverse the the reverse decision. So they they've unpicked it. So they all so Porter came out. All story went in. So effectively, all stories come out. So Porter has to go back in. I don't get yeah. the statute of limitations up. He's guilty. He, they've got talking heads with him, haven't I know. they? They've got talking heads with this guy. Like it, it it, the funny no thing is, sense. the camera's always further away from Porter than what it is the other people. They've got a good couple of feet on him in case he gets a bit stabby. <laughs> but the the good thing about this, so did you watch it up to the in, the very very end where the video finished? Not just no. the credits started. Okay, so the credits start right. The credits start. Um, and then about three credits in, the credits move off half to the screen and the documentary carries on. Right? Sure. So, yeah. Um, now. I hope you've been listening to discussing documentaries long <laughs> enough to know to listen to the end of the theme tune, guys, because <laughs> the amount of little snippets that are in there is unbelievable. Go back and check them out if you don't believe me. <laughs> Um, we talk about you personally. You listening to this? We talk about you at the end do. of these credits. We certainly do. Um, so here's what happens to Anthony Porter. His pardon stands. Do you, do you know why his pardon stands? Because the judge said he was innocent and he's free to go, <laughs> even though he's guilty. But they were like, "Yeah, but a judge has already said he's innocent," and that, that basically wipes out the fact that the first judge said he was guilty. It's as simple as that. It's a and I don't think they, they they were talking about double jeopardy as well, and that he can't be tried for that crime, even though yeah, he's been tried, found guilty, and he's still guilty. He can't be tried again, and he can't be put yeah. back in because the judge said he was innocent. They were recently talking about repealing that law, the double jeopardy one. Mm. Was it a, as Durst set precedent or something? I I already know this because I was. Uh, I'm going to be very fucking careful on my words here. I was in a place of things that I can't take the piss out of around people that I do not mention. And one of them got very angry at Sky News in the repealing the double jeopardy law. And I thought that was odd at eight in the morning. <laughs> 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 and I didn't want to ask any questions. But I, re- I I specifically remember that being the headline on Sky News. Blimey. Um, so all story... Uh served 15 years and eight months and he's now pursuing a 40 million dollar lawsuit oh i'll tell you what i'm gonna break a fucking discussing documentary you're gonna uh, google it okay all right okay okay so they filed the 40 million lawsuit siriano then filed two 25 million (laughs) dollar lawsuits against alastory simon for defecation defamation defamation and defecation probably He's shitting yeah. all over him. He's got some big balls on him as well, hasn't he? Silly Arno. Uh, the second filed in January 2018 alleges, alleges that nine defendants conspired to undermine the Innocent Project investigation. This suit is still pending in Cook County Circuit Court. You know where Cook County is the, uh, the main thing of, don't you? You ever seen the film The Blues Brothers? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where they're trying to get to. Cook County, Illinois. Basically, it's still ongoing, and I think he's getting fucked. <laughs> is how I see it. <laughs> Again, 
<laughs> Alistair Simon is unfortunately, as it stands, I think he's not either got his money or he's just embroiled in legal battles with these two absolute dicks. Yeah. Or another documentary will come out and it turned out that someone said this about this and actually made them do that and said that these people did that and actually David Protest is the good guy. I don't know. It's like a weird version of Inception is going on with these people. It's just if you've got enough money to launch lawsuits, everyone gives up eventually. Um, Even the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> right, give us your score, my, my All smiling right, this... little friend. If you like true crime, this is a fascinating watch. I just, from the entertainment aspect of what I I recommend in documentaries, I think it could have been spaced out. And if they'd had the trial footage of what they did to these people on either the civil suit from Porter or the trial of Alastory Simon, it would have been fantastic but this is great i'm giving this a four like in terms of a story of what can happen and another narrative to all the true crimes the west of memphis's the making of murderers this one kind of deserves to be done bigger and from what i'm seeing from alastory simon's settlement was i think netflix needs to help him out with a paycheck and do this in a 10-part series because this documentary was too hard to find for how good it is yeah, I agree with you, actually. And also, this documentary shows the police initially in a bad light, but then, as it all comes out, the police done their job, and they did their job incredibly well. They got the right person very quickly, and they put him behind bars. That's their job, right? And the fact that yep. they're then hunted down and treated really badly is the, is the, other, side of, is the other side of the Avery thing. That's all it I is. I imagine... They hit the right person with the phone book this time around. <laughs> <laughs> but they said all the evidence checked out, all the witness statements checked out. Not saying he wasn't beaten into saying he did it, but it turns out they had the right person this time. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because if that, yeah, it just makes you, it does make you restart thinking making a murderer, which I think now making a murderer for me is the bedrock of. True crime. Of, of yeah. true crime, yeah. But then you watch something like this, and you're like, hang on a second. Well, maybe it, it is what? fascinating. You hear words like innocence project. You're like, is that the guys that disempowered yeah. Avery, yeah, but yeah. also helped them get out? But then that, does that timeline match up? We'll have to, we're going to have to do some looking at that. And we're going to see the innocent project crop up a few times. Yes. Well, tell us what, um, I'll, I'll give you my score. I'm going to give this a four and a half. Four so and a half. healthy eight and a half. And a big thank you for the reason why we got pushed along with this is someone put in some effort to find um, a link for us to, to watch this. So that would not have been watched if it wasn't for the Patreon, which you can subscribe to for £5 a month or £10 a month if you wish to pick some documentaries. £9, Rick. Matt, £9. You know? we're, um, we're... Is it £9? It is. Or, or more. There's you a, can pay more. There, there, there's a meeting I wasn't at. So... Um, <laughs> so, yeah, big thanks to Amy Jane. Uh, big shout out of love, which... You know, they, they pay for the shout-out of love, Rick. We've got to give them the shout-out of love. So thanks, Amy Jane, because that was a... Yeah, Rick has been going on about this for a while, so I'm very grateful that I uh, I got to experience that. And I to really our other Patreon really, really to subscribers that uh, forced through the Newcastle takeover, another really big thank <laughs> you to you guys. I don't think it would have happened without you. Um, what's coming up next, my smiley friend? Uh, 
Coming up next, we're going to have a look because uh, we've got some Patreon picks to do. So I want to reach out and make sure these are still people's choices. Yep. There's also what would uh, uh, just to in the future, whenever this happens, we're going to do some reserve episodes due to the insane schedule about to befall. Uh, myself and Matt with live performance as well. So there's going to be some with early access on the Patreon and some when it gets released because we're in the arse end of nowhere um, yeah. doing comedy. Might but do some live episodes. See how that some goes. Live, uh, I don't know. We, no, they don't need to see us. They, I, if, <laughs> if, if our audience realizes how much the word erm is cut out of this... <laughs> We lose I, at least fifty percent. I don't think they realise. I I wear a three piece suit and a tie to record. That's this. not going to sell it. I, That's not going to sell it, it enough for how dumb we sound without editing. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll we'll see. Um, well, anyway, thanks for that. See, uh, there's we'll, another one. Um, Jesus, uh, I I see the word there, every, when one. you Shit. say the word. When you say the word erm, I see the visual audio of the. I know the shape of erm in my soul now. <laughs> Anyway, this is all going to be cut out. This was a, a 9.5, a really good documentary. 8, 8.5. 8.5, wait a minute. Good, man. Plus four. Yeah, yeah good. you're right. Check it out. You're not trying to so, put um, winkers on the score there. And, uh, yeah, go to the show notes. It'll all be in there. So, uh, well, I'll see, you. I'll see you later, yeah? Yeah, cool. Well, take it easy, guys. So long. Oh, oh, oh.